you guessed it, Pressure Points. With the two most delusional hosts in the business, I'm D. this is AJ, we're coming at you with Season 2, Episode 16, Holy Fragoli! Find us <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter, at Points O Pressure. Let's get going. Hey, we're back again, driving you crazy during quarantine, as usual. I'm D. This is AJ. You know what it Hello. is. Hello. Hello, everybody. Another crazy isolation Monday, huh? Uh, I mean, I'm glad it's going on. Have you seen the numbers from all those states that have been having those protests? No, but I'm have sure they've skyrocketed. About that? That's it. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. Thanks for fucking spoiling it, dick. <laughs> I mean, you asked if I had seen him. Like, what do you expect? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah, good old, what was it, uh, Kentucky? The one that had, like, they jumped up overnight or something? Yeah, something crazy like that. I think Illinois was one of those states, too. Ohio. Ohio was one, and uh, Ohio was Michigan yeah. as well. If you think of them as white trash Bible thumpers, then chances are they protested against their own safety. Don't touch my guns. I need a haircut. I've been preparing for the apocalypse so I could ride it out in a bunker for 10 years, but I want my nails did. Dollar cuts have been closed for about eight weeks now, and I look dirtier than a hippie at Woodstock. I exclusively go to Dollar Cuts. I know you do, you piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, man. So, how are you back to work? No, not yet. Still getting paid at home. I can't say it too loud. I hope that my boss isn't listening because I'm getting paid to do absolutely but fuck nothing. So, that's great. No, this is the first and only time you'll be paid to do this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there we go. (laughs) Uh, What about you? Still working? Yep, still working crazy. I moved, so that's been a pain in the ass. Yeah, I know. I moved you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, currently sitting in the closet studio. The... In the closet, in the room that will be our full-size studio yes. in about a week. This is true. We've got a we've got a legit studio coming next week. You should hear us in the studio together. No more of this remote shit. We're going full Ohio on you. And we're going to sit <laughs> yep. on top of one another. <laughs> Spit in my mouth. Six. Who needs six feet of uh, social distancing when you can just make out for 45 minutes on mic? Yeah, and then we only need one microphone. <laughs> oh, I've missed you so much. <laughs> also, I uh, finally decided I'm going to put my bar in the podcasting room for like easy assets. Easy assets. <laughs> we should do two. <laughs> you should do two bars. One in the podcast studio. And then one downstairs. That basement just screams, put a bar in me. No, no, that's where I'm going to put my still. Oh, yeah, that's right. Your still. Mm-hmm. And your winery. And your brewery. And my winery. <laughs> I do call that room the brewery, even though right now it doesn't have anything in it. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame you. It works. Yeah, no, it's great. Well, good. Just got to strip some old abandoned houses from their copper piping to be able to make this still. Fine by me. I got no problem helping you. Just don't tell Perfect. anybody. Oh, shit, are we recording? Of course. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> Just, we'll cut it. We'll cut it in post. No, we'll cut the feed. Cut the feed. Post. Oh, God. What the hell I don't, is that? I don't do post. That's all you. I know you don't. <laughs> I just I just know the term from Reddit. That's it. <laughs> oh, of course. Yep. That's how we learned how to podcast. Yeah, I was going to say. That's where I get all my tips. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, good. Glad you're not dead yet. I still need to get this second so season out of you, and then and then you're okay to die off. Uh, yeah. So, this week it's getting a little crazy. Like I said in the uh, intro, delusional. Um, in the most positive way I can think, delusional. Not like a oh you're you're fucking delusional. It's like oh like it's a sad delusional. You know. Oh. Yeah. Oh, he's he's delusional. he's still living a normal yeah. life. The holy fragoli. Um, so <sighs> I hate that still. I know. It's terrible, but I love it. So I want everybody to just close your eyes, and we're going to take a trip. We're gonna, we're gonna have, I'm going to have everybody take a, a nice little saunter through their imagination. Um, now, imagine that you, you're, you're yourself. Everything's normal. Um, and you wake up one morning. 
and your mom walks into your room. Sorry if your mom's dead, but everybody's mom should be alive. Sorry about it. This is imagination land, yeah. so your mom's yeah, alive Your mom's right alive now. in this land. So mom walks into your room with breakfast, and she wakes you up. You open your eyes, and you look at her, but something just doesn't quite feel right about mom. You look at her, and you kind of recognize her, but deep down you know it's not her. Like something's telling you... Something's telling you <laughs> this ain't mom. And uh, that, that feeling doesn't go away. You're constantly just like, what is it? Like, and, and it's more of a paranoia. It's not like you're not thinking about, oh, like this isn't mom. That's sad. You're thinking like this isn't mom and she wants to hurt me in like in a way that I don't really understand. Now, open your eyes. Think about how scary that shit is. And then close your eyes again, and I've got scenario number two. So you wake up, and instead of just mom coming in, uh, mom comes in, so she wakes you up, but it's the entire family. Your entire family, all your friends are there. Everybody's standing there. And when you look at all of them, it's almost like they look like themselves, but as if someone, like someone that you knew was disguising themselves to look like your your friends and family, but it's not your friends and family. So, open your eyes. It's terrifying, I'm sure. My eyes were open because I don't want to close my eyes and imagine that. Uh, <laughs> all of this is what's considered delusional misidentification syndrome. Um, it's the idea that delusional beliefs that involve misidentifying people, places, or objects. Um a lot of this is linked to uh, like borderline schizophrenics or paranoid schizophrenics. Um, oh no! Although oh no, you don't have to have schizophrenia to have Fregoli, uh, Fregoli delusion or uh, Capgras now or Capgras, Capgras, Capgras. I'm gonna screw up saying that a thousand times throughout this episode, but. Those are the two really big ones that I'm going to go over this episode at the start. And then the second half, AJ actually has some info on another delusion uh, that we'll talk about. So uh, with Fregoli, uh, holy Fregoli, that's not my mom. <laughs> Is, oh, my gosh, that's not a cannoli. <laughs> holy Fregoli, that's not my mom bringing me cannolis. Or raviolis. This isn't, the Nat, this isn't the Nat Arno episode. You don't have to do that voice. Oh, uh, God. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So back on a uh, slightly more serious and spooky tone. Um, Ooh. So the Fregoli delusion is you think that everyone is one person in disguise. Now. Like it's the same person? Yeah. Like. Just you think that it's it's one person that's in disguise. Everybody that you're seeing is a person in disguise. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, now, some people, when I was reading about it, they were like, oh, well, what about if the person you think is in disguise and the person that is, like, what if they're in the same room? It's like, well, then you think that this one's out to get you and that's the person in disguise. Both have basically switched in a way. It's It's a mental paranoia. So you have to realize that... There's no explanation in any of this. You can't just think it away like like depression. Oh, stop feeling sad. Okay, I'm cured. I'm cured. <laughs> stop thinking that everyone's out to get you. Oh, my God, I, I don't have this problem anymore. <laughs> no, it's – there's something in their brain that will not – it refuses to process the fact that, like, these are your friends and family, that this – is a normal okay situation you're worried it's paranoia you're scared you're worried that you're that everyone wants to fucking kill you <laughs> like what do you expect um that's fair <laughs> now a lot of these are related to brain lesions but that's not the only cause for for goalie um now back to kind of the definition is that any face that's similar to a recognizable face to the patient the patient will recall that face as the person they knew. Does that make sense? I think so. So let's say I saw someone that looked similar to you in the store. So I'm walking around the grocery store. I see what I think is AJ. My brain is like, 
that's AJ, but that's not AJ. Like I have, I have trouble. I, I would lack the, the discernment between you and not AJ. Does that make sense? Okay, so, yeah, so it's similar to the people who can't recognize people by their face. Yes. So okay. when people are like, oh, I'm really bad with uh, faces, well, these people are terrible with faces. <laughs> um, it's because they physically cannot yeah, like, recognize mentally, they them. cannot separate the two. It's like, hey, this is AJ, but that's AJ, but AJ wouldn't be in two places at one time. And that's where the paranoia kicks in, is that you're just mentally torn. You're being followed by the same people. Yeah, yeah, seriously, which is exactly what happens in real life with all the FBI agents that are following everyone, tuning into our No, no, it's the NSA agents. The FBI doesn't have that much money. Oh, sorry, NSA. Yeah, my bad. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So with Fregoli, you'll mix up people or places or even events so in a way you could mix up like some of your memories like oh yeah i was here with aj and my girlfriend in real life but in my brain it's telling me aj looks like my dad so i was with my dad and my girlfriend looks like my aj yeah also looks like aj aj is my girlfriend oh my god um he has a type. He has a very yeah, and it's like a very we were, uh, a type. Yeah, <laughs> a short stout, Thick. short stout, and sounds like a lesbian. That's my type. <laughs> Perfect. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's not even just to the the extent that it's oh uh, these two people are how my memory got screwed up. Like that's what's screwed up in my memory. It's that let's say I thought I was at a concert, like but. At the same time, a concert reminds me of that one time I went to church and they sang a song. And that felt like a concert. So my brain would make that that mistake. And instead of thinking, oh, hey, my real memory was AJ and my girlfriend at a concert. My brain would twist it and say, my dad and AJ at church. And completely changes the memory, but it's a negative connotation because... I don't like that both of those people were out to get me during the church service. Does that? It's kind of a weird. Yeah, it's like, why are these people yeah, here like, with me? Why are they spending so much time around me, but also exactly. kind of disguising themselves? Like, why? It's, why are they here? It's a total mind fuck reading about this stuff. That's really You're just weird. Like, like, you think about it, and you try to put somebody in. Like you try to put yourself in somebody's shoes, but it's hard to do. Even even with the really poorly executed storytelling that I did at the start, it's hard to fathom that some people go about their daily lives accepting that that's the case. That some people think that they don't have a delusion, and they're they're among us. Uh, and oh, it's, it's scary to whoa. think. Yeah, that reminds me blast from in in my memory that reminds me of gang stalking syndrome have you ever heard of that i haven't so think close your eyes it's my turn (laughs) it's your turn all right you're on a bus or a train and there is somebody freaking out telling screaming at everybody in the cart to stop following them and nobody has seen this person before in their life now open your eyes that was a bad story but gang stalking <laughs> syndrome is is yeah you think you're being stalked by an entity a government group or like a secret society or you know it doesn't matter you're being stalked by a group of people and they are following you on the street and the reason you know you're being stalked is because someone coughed and covered their mouth or oh, blew yeah. their nose or That's looked a... up at you as you almost bumped into them it's like, like the they're just doing sign. normal things yeah there, that's the the cue. It's it's always the trigger uh, is people doing normal things, and then they are so delusional. They have you know something going on in their psychology that they think that this common everyday action is a hint that we're watching you and we're following you. It's it's yeah. There's crazy. a great video somewhere on YouTube of just some lady freaking out telling people to not to stop oh, following God. her because he sneezed <laughs> that's well, it never seen her before in his entire life he screwed it up he shouldn't have sneezed he gave himself away that was his fault yeah and exactly that was the tell he's gonna get fired now because of 
his mistake. Maybe he <laughs> yeah, shouldn't have had allergies that day. <laughs> yeah, he's no longer a good NSA agent. FBI, NSA doesn't have that kind of budget. <laughs> no, you're right. Uh, probably CIA. Probably OSS. It's definitely the OSS. Local PD for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the, uh, I was going to say the Australian one, but I don't remember what they're called. This it's just it's so crazy to me, like to think that there are people that have that, but they don't know. And I mean, even if you do have it, you think that it's normal. There's nothing in your brain that's telling you like, hey, this is uh, <laughs> this is not normal. It's just like your brain is literally telling you, yeah, like they're out to get you, dude. Like they're out to get you. It's it's scary as hell, man. Like, yeah, the scariest part about it is it sometimes these things can just switch. They can just switch on. And this is this is the tell. This is your tell because I know you have Fregoli and <laughs> I'm out to get you. And this is this is where you find out uh, that I'm I'm actually out to get you. So uh, a lot of these are led on by, um, like I said, you could have uh you could be a paranoid schizophrenic. Um, you could have gotten a, a traumatic brain injury as well. Um, with with Fregoli, you get if you have like brain lesions, um, those those can cause it too. It, it's like a chemical imbalance in your brain that will throw that part of your brain that has that recognizability. It throws that off. I don't even know if recognizability yeah. is a fucking word. It is now. Probably not. It's in my Yeah, it sounds like even, yeah, both physical and chemical imbalances and issues can cause it. So uh, one of the leading causes is actually for, it's like an anti-Parkinson's treatment. So it's anti-Parkinsonian treatment that's called- Parkinsonian? Yeah, that was the word that they used. And I was like, ooh, I'm going to use this to sound- As long as you didn't come up (laughs) with that. I didn't come up with that, no. Okay, good. Because I would have called your bullshit on that. (laughs) So Parkinsonian. Parkinsonian. Um, (laughs) So this new, not new one, but the one of the leading causes is a drug or a treatment that's called levodopa. And it actually causes hallucinations and delusions. And it's used to treat Parkinson's. It's to help them stop with their shaking um, and to help them essentially re- not not completely cure it, but help them recover and and handle it, handle it better because it is a mental – it's a mental thing. It looks physical, but it's mentally – Well, it's a little bit of, a little bit of both. Well, no. It can definitely be caused by, by a physical change in the brain as well. Yeah, they, that's true. From my understanding, I'm not I'm not great at this. I didn't look <laughs> as, this up. As the pressure points doctor, please fill me in more. Uh, <laughs> I need to speak to our lawyer. <laughs> right. So, they'll start this this treatment and the they'll start having like hallucinations. They're told, "Yeah, like this is totally normal. These things happen." And then they'll the delusions will occupy most of the patient's brain. So, You'll have your hallucinations, but then your delusions will take over and the hallucinations kind of subside, which is terrifying because if you take into account that you are you're having hallucinations and you're having delusions, your delusions are telling you that the hallucinations are real and then the hallucinations go away slowly. So you're back to normal, but your delusions are amplified. Imagine how that's not terrifying awful at all. That shit would be, and you're like, yeah, I'm just helping my Parkinson's, but you're literally destroying your brain. Like, luckily, um, you can take antipsychotics to to help subside it and push it back to suppress it. Oh, I guess good. is the best way to put it. Yeah, um, but just like most mental disabilities it's it will usually it's it's always going to be there kind of thing like if you're off your meds it's going to come back um yeah now with traumatic brain injuries which is another one of the really high causes is that the patients show no signs of the delay but would mix up simple things um like fruits and vegetables so if i were to put you in front of a bowl of fruit and a bowl of vegetables I would say... But what kind of fruit? Well, we'll just say I have apples, and then in the other one I have, like, 
Green beans. Yeah. Like, obviously, they need to look slightly similar. Oh. But there's a discernment between the two. Um, so I have, we'll say, bananas and carrots. Potatoes. Bananas and oh. bananas and carrots. Um, you have them side by side. And I say, okay, uh, what, what are these bowls filled with? And you look at them and you say, both are filled with bananas right away. You don't need to think about it. Nothing in your brain is like, I'm having trouble making, like, figuring out the difference between these two. You look at it and you say... Okay, like both of these are bananas, obviously. Why would I think anything different? So you're functioning normally, like you're functioning quickly. You're able to answer those questions right away, but it's because your brain is like, yeah, why would there be any difference? It doesn't take a longer time to process those thoughts. Mm -hmm. So... Like I said, there's no delay in finding those answers. Um, now, you also, with the traumatic brain injury, you get what's called self, Im, impaired self-monitoring, which is passive acceptance of incorrect conclusions. So you, like I said before, you're just sitting there. Your brain is, it's always accepting that these things are are the way that you think they are you always think that that bowl of carrots is a bowl of bananas no matter what anybody tells you your brain is passively telling you that i'm right they're wrong and the reason that they're wrong is because they're out to get me kind of thing like they want me to be wrong well it, it makes sense like you're looking at it yeah. that's all the evidence you need that those are both bananas like obviously anybody else who's saying otherwise is crazy or out to get me not yeah it doesn't pass their own mind that they may be having the delusions um <clears throat> so it's oh, dude, it's it's fucking terrifying uh but they have an inability in visual memory so it's like i said with the whole dad aj and church could also be discerned as aj girlfriend concert so some of your memories are even changing without you realizing it. Your brain is literally twisting some of those. And when you try to recall information, like we're sitting there and I say, AJ, um, yeah, like, do you remember that bowl of carrots? And you're like, no. Do you remember the bowl of carrots that I showed you? And you think and you're like, no, I'm pretty sure that those were like, I don't know, like cucumbers or some bullshit. Like you don't, you aren't able to remember visually, like you struggle very heavily remembering anything visually, uh, which I mean, God, I can't even like, I, I'm very much like I rely on things visually to the max. Like if I lost my vision, that's it for me. I'm out. Even though I uh, you could probably stumble around to find a <laughs> uh, find a joint. Yeah, I'm sure I could find I'm sure I could find weed, but uh, I don't want to use it as a coping mechanism yet. We're we're still a little early in quarantine for that. It'll heal your eyes, <laughs> or give you, or it'll cure your glaucoma. No, man, that's all about the psilocybin. Who needs eyes when you can oh, have yeah. the third eye? Like, come on, exactly. Get it together. Open AJ. your third eye after your other two eyes are yeah. <laughs> burned out yeah. if i can see spiritually why do i need to see physically exactly <laughs> um now Fregoli is and this is one of my my fun facts of the day Ooh, Fregoli, uh the name comes from an italian actor leopold Fregoli, and he's known for his quick change acts during performances so He's performing, he's like busboy number two. And he runs off screen and he comes back and the next thing you know, he's police officer number one. And runs off stage, comes back, and suddenly he's doctor number seven. Um, so he was known for his little quick change antics, uh, which I find that horribly fitting for this. Yeah, it's the same person dressed different ways following you around. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Now, what what era was he in? Do you know? I don't. Uh, it was around eyes. like I know that their first case that they really recognized that Fregoli was a thing was in 1927. Though I don't know if like the guy that found it was like you know who I really like Fregoli, and your disability reminds me of him. <laughs> <laughs> Let's name it that. <laughs> Can you imagine? He's like he's performing live. 
he's just like, oh, yeah, this is my thing. Finishes, gets off stage, walks down, and the guy that comes up with Fergoli delusion walks up. He's like, hey, just so you know, I named a delusion after you because of your funny quick changes. And he's like, excuse me? He's like, yeah, so forever (laughs) your name, your last name, isn't going to be associated with your top-tier performance. It's going to be associated with a mental disability. Woo! (laughs) Thanks for that. It's like a John Depression back in the 1800s. His whole life is ruined now. (laughs) Yes, and Jeremy Anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Now, uh, Capgras, which is the other one that's similar to Fregoli, but different. Hold on. Let let me finish. You got to process this a little bit. So Fergoli, Fregoli or Fergoli? Fregoli. Fregoli. So when I was when I was a youngster, as you've heard in previous episodes, which I hope everybody's listened to, <laughs> even if it's on mute, um, <laughs> I I've had I had terrible nightmares growing up. Uh, if Just you don't horrific. know, if you don't know what AJ is referring to, go back to our. Sh- or spooky or what, scary shadow spooks or whatever. S- spooky uh, shadows. Sneaky. Uh, sneaky. Scary shadow. Something. It was spooks. Something like that. <laughs> it was the SS. Something shadow spooks. The SS. Yeah, it was the triple S. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that one's next time. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I, I talked about some of my horrific nightmares. So one recurring nightmare that I had was... I would wake up in my dream and, like, just whatever, it's a normal day, get home from school. And instead of my mother being there, I knew it wasn't my mother. It was somebody else out to get me pretending to be my mother. And it looked exactly like my mother. And it was it would really fuck me up because then I would wake up. And then who would come in to comfort me in the middle of the night <laughs> but my mother? Oh, no. So terrifying. That happened multiple times. And I finally figured it out after like three years of having these nightmares. The only difference was the lady in my dream, who was exactly my mother, but not my mother, didn't have glasses on. Huh. I mean, like, I don't know if it's just a, like, a development thing that your brain has to work through. I could be wrong. But I remember when I was a little church going kid, like, probably seven, eight, right around there. Uh, I would look up at my mom that was doing like, oh, she's leading like the song for church or whatever. And it was in a way like I just wouldn't recognize her. I was like, I know who she is, but like I just don't know who she is kind of thing. It was weird. It's it's hard to, mm-hmm. to explain. Yeah, um, it really is. The fact that like you can look so- at somebody and you know who they are, but you feel like you've never seen them before. It was... It's kind of a strange concept, and obviously this isn't exactly what um, we're talking about here. In my with my experience, yours is extremely similar. Yours, I would say, is more along the lines of uh, Capgras, uh, which I'll get into. But yeah, I I don't know if it's just something that your brain has to work through, or if both of us just happen to be crazy, which is definitely a possibility. Definitely. Well, the the thing the. The worst part of it is in the middle of the night when I was having these nightmares and she would come in, she wouldn't be wearing her glasses because she just woke up. <laughs> you're just like, you're not my mom. She's no, like, yes, like, I am, AJ. Yeah, exactly. It was weird. <laughs> it was such a weird, oh, well, there goes whatever that was. I hope that didn't get picked up on the audio. <laughs> I heard it, so it probably did. <laughs> nah, it's fine. Um, I hope that cup was empty. <laughs> so... This next one is where it's closer to what you were talking about with Capgras. Okay. Capgras. Capgras? Capgras. I don't fucking... It's C-A-P-G-R-A-S. If you know how to pronounce it and you're willing to take the time to message us and tell me, by all means. But it'll be too late because this episode will already be released. Um, So Capgras is where you think that your friends and family have been replaced with an identical imposter. Now, I may have gotten those mixed up at the very start when I was walking you through everything, but um, this would be like, this is AJ with me, but it's somebody else. And it's harder for me to discern the difference because they look similar. Um, Like with Fregoli, uh, 
you're not able to really tell the difference between two people that look similar. This one, you believe that that's an imposter, that that's somebody that is not oh, them okay. that is coming for you, but they look similar to them. It's not that they're wearing a disguise, but it's that it's almost like a, a doppelganger in a way that's out to hurt you. Um, now, this one is more common with paranoid schizophrenia. Uh, it's the other, well, like I said, it pops up with, um, with that, uh, levodopa and with traumatic brain injuries, but this one is really heavy with paranoid schizophrenics. Um, you can also develop it from brain injuries and people with dementia will also have capgras, um, capgra. I don't, I'm going to stop trying to pronounce this. Capgra? Capgras. Trust me, it's French. Chupacabras. <laughs> Cup grabs Cup of grass. Uh, Cup of grass. Which makes sense with dementia when you really think about it. Because, like, if you aren't able to remember the day before, in a way, obviously, it's like that's this is a very broad blanket idea of dementia. If you're not able to remember the day before, when somebody comes into your life that, like, you recognize, but the last you remember them is what they looked like 20 years ago. You're like, this looks like, this looks like my wife, but it looks like an older version of my wife. And this feels like an imposter. So with dementia patients, obviously it's not, not all of them develop capgras, capgras, not all of them have this, but in some cases, those are, those things do come up. They show up and, I don't want to say manifest themselves, but it's makes itself more prevalent, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, All right. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. So uh, one case that's been recorded was brought on by a ketamine dose. Uh, they, Ooh. Yeah. Can you imagine you just get high out of your mind on ketamine and then it never goes away? <laughs> like, fuck that. Yeah, no, that's horrible. Oh. Also, if you want to try ketamine, don't. That's my tip for the day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't say don't. Just, like, know the risks. Drop yourself into the K-hole, baby. <laughs> oh, God. I'm not saying don't get into heroin. I'm just saying know that it will destroy your life before you try it. <laughs> Recreational use of methamphetamine is totally fine. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. As long as you're vegan and you drink a shitload of water, according to John McAfee. <laughs> according to Alex Jones. Alex Jones's diary. <laughs> that's what we're going to start calling it. We're going to have a segment from oh. here on out that'll just be called Alex Jones's diary. Uh, He's going to try to sue us <laughs> until he realizes we don't have any money. Yeah, that's true. But he'll take everything <laughs> from us. He'll bury us. Oh, no. He'll bury everything we've worked for. Our relationship. Our, our 27 episodes will be moot. We'll have to remove them. No! Do you know how many hours that is? 27 hours. <laughs> At least 27 hours. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, that uh, that's what I've got for those first two. Um, I have a couple others. I, I talked to you, AJ, about um, looking up Cotard. Cotard? Yeah. Yeah. So I I didn't think you you actually wanted me to like put together notes you or anything on it. So no, I nothing didn't. like crazy. I can talk a little bit about it. I have some. No, no, I got a little. It. Okay, yeah, hit me with it. Tell me about it. It's the uh, it's a syndrome in which you believe that you are dead, and have been dead, or an organ, a limb, a your soul, things like that. So you're just walking down the street one day. Maybe you get hit in the head by a stop sign flying in the wind. By a piano. <laughs> by a piano. A safe drops on you. And then the uh, you wake up and you now realize that your leg has been dead for 20 years. And why even have it? Like, it's fine. Just get rid of it. Doesn't matter. If it's, if it's not alive, in, why, why keep it around kind of thing? Exactly. So... This, a lot of people have to, or the people who experience this syndrome, it's not completely accepted in every medical practice, but they will generally have a background of anxiety, depression, uh, paranoid schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, things like that. Your pretty standard run-of-the-mill 
mental illnesses. Now, some of these, and then, from what I read, is uh, <laughs> some of them can be brought on by suicide attempts as well. Yes. Or even, even near-death experiences. Like, you get in a car accident, you almost die, or you do, your heart stops, and they revive you. These things can come up. Yeah, you come back, and now you think, oh, I'm still dead. Why am I here? Some people even, from what I was reading, some people believe that if they kill themselves, they will then wake up or then begin a better life. So lots of lots of self-harm yeah. uh, in this this syndrome, which I thought was it's it's really interesting. It's kind of the opposite of phantom limb syndrome, where you know your arm gets chopped off and then you feel your arm. It's kind of the opposite where you have your off. arm and you feel like it's dead. <laughs> So a lot of people who experience this will just stop cleaning themselves, stop caring for themselves. They just don't care because what does it matter? You're walking around dead or your soul is dead and you're just the body that's left. What's the point? Uh, in a way, anything. it almost gets philosophical with the, uh, with the idea of like having an existential crisis. Like, like if I'm... If I know that, like, death is imminent, then what's the point of living? If I'm already dead, why would I continue living but not living? Why would I continue functioning without actually living? Yeah, if I'm already dead, why would I brush my teeth? Yeah, exactly. Why would I clean myself? It literally doesn't matter. Why, why and wouldn't a lot of people, I just, yeah. like, end the physical side of this death? If my soul is dead, then why don't I just get rid of the physical aspect of it too? And then I'm back to my soul can meet my dead, but my dead soul can meet my dead body. It's, you'll be reborn. A lot of people, you know, there's kind of a, a reincarnation bit to it where, Oh, well my soul is dead and I'm just a walking husk of a corpse. So I'll just end it because it doesn't matter. And I'll continue. My soul will continue living and be reborn somewhere else or, uh, there was... you know, I'm already dead and I'm just clinging to this past life. Let's start something new. Yeah, there was, there was one story that I was reading about where uh, this girl had talked about how she had attempted suicide. She survived, was brought back by the EMTs, um, and she got married to this guy who had died. Um, he had died and they had revived him. But it's just like that type of thing is reinforcing what her brain is telling her. So her brain is like, oh, yeah, you're you're dead. And she's like, no, no, I'm definitely alive. And then she marries this dude that's like, well, I did die. And she's like, well, maybe I'm just in like an afterlife in a way. Because then she met another uh, a oh. small girl that felt the same way. That was like, yeah, I I think that I'm dead. And it's just reaffirming that belief. So she was talking about it that she's gone to therapy and everything. And it was rough reading because um, it was an AMA on Reddit. And people were like, oh, you're full of shit. Like, if you're dead, then how am I messaging you on inter- on the Internet? How am I answering this? And it's like, dude, it's hard to explain because it's a fucking mental disorder. Uh, mind you, this was posted like 10 years ago. And so, of course, everybody's just like a a fucking troll back then so they're all like oh well if you're if you're dead then how are you even posting this i was like oh my god you're not helping this girl they don't get it (laughs) they don't get the like if she thinks she's in some kind of afterlife or purgatory then obviously you are too in her mind and that's why you're able to communicate like it's not that tough yeah to try to look from her point of view yeah people were like oh well this doesn't make any sense and i was like well it kind of does like when you when you take into account that it's hard for you to discern the difference between being alive and being dead and you think that you're dead like she's going to therapy and they're not able to convince her what's one idiot on the internet can be able to do otherwise yeah exactly uh, now i and you know who's to say that we aren't in some simulation man you know some level of we died on another dimension and we're reborn in this one and then, you know, when we die, we go to another one or, you know, however, however, who knows how the fuck it works. Chances are we'll get into the highest ring of heaven, though. Oh, yeah. You and I are set. Yep. We're fine. I just saw you finish your cocktail. Mm-hmm. I did. I'm eating my cherries. <laughs> uh, I just bought I just bought a huge jar of olives and 
A big old jar of maraschino cherries. Maraschino. Maraschino. Maraschino cherries. <laughs> Mariah Skino. Uh, now, my favorite pop artist. Before, I don't know if you said you had a story about uh, Qatard. Yeah. Okay. I have a quote really quick, and then I'll have you do your story. So, um, this guy named Graham, that's his pseudonym, he was interviewed, and he, to preface all of this, he had tried killing himself in the bathtub with a toaster. Uh, the old cook a Rooney. Yeah, that's a good one. The old boiler. I <laughs> uh, tried to saute himself in a, <laughs> in a bathtub. In a, in a so, lightning bolt. God. So uh, he said, when I, was in a, when I was in the hospital, I kept on telling them that the tablets weren't going to do me any good because my brain was dead. I lost my sense of smell, my sense of smell and taste. I didn't need to eat or speak or do anything. I ended up spending time in the graveyard because I was the closest I could get to death. I just felt like my brain didn't exist anymore. I kept on telling the doctors that the tablets weren't going to do me any good because I didn't have a brain. I'd fried it in the bath. Um, now, a lot of the people with Cotard, they'll die of starvation believing that they don't need to eat anymore because my... They're already my, dead. Yeah, I'm already dead. Like, uh, they, some of them also get a sense of immortality that nothing, like... like I'm dead, so nothing's going to kill me. I'm going to die twice. Yeah, can't die again. Yeah, and so that leads on to further, like, real death. <laughs> so yeah. what was what was what you got? You had mentioned something about the Philippines. You said that. Really, your inflection was really weird on that. I just want you to the know that. Philippines. So, Philippines. The Philippines. So this was, I believe the pseudonym was Miss K. This is from a... a uh, medical journal study case study on this lady's case and it was a really weird kind of quick and to the point study so this lady her family brought her in to um to a psychiatric to a hospital essentially to be admitted because she and i quote from her family smelled like rancid fish and no longer cared for herself she smelled like a seattle seattle on a warm summer day she, yep, she sound, She smelled like Pike's Market. <laughs> Pike's Pike's Place on the hottest day in Seattle. Perfect. <laughs> and they ran out of ice. <laughs> yeah, so, like, she smelled horrible. She was living in horrible conditions. She had a history of... Oh, okay, here we go. She was from the Philippines a month before she moved to, I think it was Florida. Oh, God, Florida woman? Are we about to do a Florida woman story? This might be a Flor- <laughs> This is a Florida woman story. So in the Philippines, where she had lived for decades, she ha- she was on, like, antidepressants, and uh, it was, like, two antidepressants and an anti-anxiety. Um, I remember escitalopram being one of them. And, you know, when she moved over, she stopped taking them. She didn't have access to medical care. And it only took that month before her family was like, yo, what the fuck? And they, they brought her in because they thought she's definitely a risk to herself. Well, yeah. She's not taking care of herself. She lost a ton of weight. She just wasn't eating. And she, yeah, she basically said, I'm dead. Why would I do these things? So they they uh, put her in the, the mental hospital and the people put her on, started on some medications, things like that. And her the only reason she started to eat was because her family would bring like home homemade food into the hospital they visited her every single day and every single day she had therapy in addition to the to the chemical treatments i also found uh although in this case it shows the opposite effect in general people with the Cotard syndrome show better um better reaction to the electroconvulsive therapy over medicinal therapy which is weird i wonder if that's because they can feel something like would you say that it's i mean no they're 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 during ect they're under a general anesthetic they can't feel it 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 basically induces mini seizures in the brain while they're knocked out yeah it is hardcore the fact that we still use it but you know it does show improvement on certain conditions and in certain cases where you know the medic the drugs just aren't doing it but yeah she she was luckily not subjected to ect she was put on a series of medications and over i think it was a process of four to six months she slowly recovered from it she was actually one of the people who 
as long as she doesn't miss her medication and her luckily she has a, a good family a good supportive family who was able to keep her on track make sure she was getting her treatment make sure she was actually going to her treatments and things like that that she was able to almost fully recover damn where she no longer as of you know the end of this case study no longer felt that she was dead she started off wasn't matter i'm not eating i'm not drinking i'm dead doesn't matter to living a totally normal life as normal as you can in florida <laughs> as normal as you can in florida yeah this is one of the rare florida woman cases where they actually end better than when they started <laughs> they don't end up in a mental health facility or prison <laughs> yeah exactly well good that's awesome yeah, so it was just one of those weird. I just stumbled across it. Yeah, I was. I was gonna say. I. I guess. Uh, I didn't really find very many stories, just because people aren't gonna go out and say, "Oh yeah, I think that everybody's out to get me," online, and then people are like, "Yeah, I'm out to get you." It just reaffirms their suspicions. Yeah. <laughs> like I did find I a couple like, stories of people. I feel like that would be there the worst go. place to to post. Is you <laughs> you just go on yeah, to some the like internet yeah in the general. internet yeah oh god. You found what? That's horrible. I found a bunch of stories of people. Well, not a bunch. I found like three stories of people who tried to hack off their own limbs. Oh, God. And one one guy who tried to, he went from the front, from the stomach, and tried to take out his kidney. What? Because his kidney was dead. Oh, my God. And it was going to kill him because it was infected. But he was totally healthy and normal. Oh, he was, no. yeah, paranoid schizophrenic. And you can you can find all this stuff online if you search Cotard syndrome or... Uh, there's something else that you can Google, but I don't remember what it is. That's fine. <laughs> uh, so I'll just quick fire a couple other um, of the delusional misidentification syndromes that I read about. Uh, there's the mirrored self misidentification, which is the belief that the person in the mirror is sentient and some other person. I believe that, that entirely. Yeah, that one, I was like, oh, God. Uh, and then there's the... Yeah, that's that's straight out of a horror movie, for fuck's sake. Syndrome of... Del it's like it wings oh, at you. God, dude. Sorry. No, I, I'm pretty sure that they have... There is a movie that I think it's just called Mirrors, and that's what it is, that there are, there's like a different family that's in the mirror that's trying to get out and trap the other, people's in the, the other people in the mirrors. It was... I don't remember it very well, but... I just remember that was like the concept. That's horrific. Yeah, right? Um, the <laughs> other that I have is a syndrome of delusional companions, which is basically just like if Andy knew or thought that his toys were acting up. So it's the belief that inanimate objects such as toys are sentient beings. And because we're sponsored by Disney, I do have to bring up Toy Story on this <laughs> one. Uh, but yeah, just... Frozen 2, out now on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Subscribe on the link below. Oh, God. Can you imagine? I don't think Disney would oh. ever sponsor us. No, never. Not in a million years. But if they did, we would be rolling in it. Oh, God, dude. I would... Oh. The thing is, it would make both of us dress up like Marvel superheroes. I would do it. I'd do it. I would do anything for a bit of that <laughs> Disney money. Oh, my God. Some of that Could Disney you cash. Oh, yeah. Oh, good stuff. I don't stuff. even care if they killed that dude. <laughs> what? Huh? No, I don't know what you're talking about. No. Well, one of the creators of the of the uh, shut up. They told us that? not to talk about it. Sorry, the haunted mansion ride. I think it's called uh, was murdered. What? We'll get it. And they don't know who did Interesting. it. Interesting. We'll, yeah, we'll Walt, talk about that Walt, later. Walt Disney did it himself. No, no, it was it was uh, what's his brother's name? Walt Disney, and then there's. Roy. It's Roy B. Disney. <laughs> Roy B. Disney. God. Roy Disney. Roy. I Disney. wish I was making that up. I don't know if it's his brother, though. I buy it. I believe it. I just you. know they, they edged him out of the business. <laughs> God. I'm not surprised. Like, with big corporations and shit like that, it always – it never oh, yeah. surprises me. Um, Yeah, that's all I've got. So – Wait. I th you were reading off a list. I thought you had more. No, I just had two. <laughs> oh. Well, here's more. Yeah. Uh, but here's like only two, two more. more that I found fascinating. Um, so yeah, if you have any input or you actually have experiences like this, by all means, reach out to a therapist, not us. Um, yeah, please reach out to a doctor, but, like, but you should refer tell us. your doctor and therapist to our podcast yeah, and just tell them to violate the like doctor patient count. Yeah. Doctor patient confidentiality, yeah, the HIPAA. Not a big deal. Yeah. That's all fine. Um, yeah. So reach out to us and find us on 
Instagram and Twitter at points oh pressure. So I guess that's all. That's all for now, folks. Hey, is that? Yeah, that's, that's all, all I oh, got. Baby. I just oh, I am soaked in sweat. Oh, it's it's hot in the closet studios today. Oh yeah. It's just what do you what do you drink today? I I, oh, I meant to yeah, ask earlier. Uh, I had a sweet martini. What are you? Some kind of gay? How dare you? <laughs> is that just a martini with sweet vermouth instead of dry vermouth? Yeah, sweet vermouth and maraschinos. Did you and uh, just regular gin or dry? Uh, no, it was a vodka vodka sweet martini. I'm so disappointed in you. I <laughs> know I went like the opposite route on everything, but it just said sweet martini on the recipe, so I was like, yeah, fail with it. All right, I guess. Oh yeah, uh, I made a uh, brandy Alexander the other night. Oh my Mad god! Money, yeah. I also made a chocolate syrup. The recipes from sometime in the like the 1920s or something like that, or I just made the <laughs> like copy their recipe, and I I like put it in the glass and poured brandy cream and creme de cacao and I shook it all together so it was nice and frothy. Ooh. Put a little cherry on top. I'll send you a picture Money. and I'll, I'll post a picture because I, I am so proud. I I finished Beautiful. off my white rum the other day. My roommate and oh. I, my roommate and I, we we made a what was it? Cranberry daiquiris. Ooh. Yeah, really good. And then I opened the freezer to get ice and saw frozen strawberries and he was like what about strawberry daiquiris? And I was like, yo, I got this blender. Let's do it. So we had <laughs> we had some pretty hefty strawberry daiquiris on, like, Thursday night, which, I mean, every day is a weekend for me. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> if, I don't, if I don't have work, I start drinking at, like, 10 a.m. because yeah. of quarantine. Yeah. Now it's okay. Why not? Turn up. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess now we'll tie things up. Yes, uh, now. Thanks for tuning in in that last three minutes if you need drink ideas at all uh by all means reach out to us please but yeah i have tons thanks for tuning in guys we'll see you next monday <laughs>